welcome to the next episode of Splitting Cases. We have a beer with a duck on it. It's called the Ducks, but really, I picked it because it had a duck in a hat. It's a pretty cool duck. <laughs> that does not surprise me in the slightest. I was out. I was out this afternoon after work, and I was like, um, which beer? Which beer? This one. This oh, duck. Duck in a hat. Done. I'm just looking forward to putting them in formation. When we're finished, oh. and making some sort of Mighty Ducks reference. I didn't even think of that. That will be happening. That and some Doritos Roulette, because like one in five is like super spicy. It's true. Yeah, it's very true. You didn't know they were super spicy, did you? Until you ate one. No, I think you said something. I thought they were all spicy though. Well, look, everyone thinks I said something, but who really knows? <laughs> so, the guest on our podcast today is... Okay, he has he has a top knot, and I really like it, and I kept touching it. I think it's, like, I like it. Um, but he is a musician. He is a busker as well, which he has done in many, many places. But, um, which actually kind of reminds me of his name. I've just realised nobody can see me nod. Nobody <laughs> can see you nod. Well, we can. It's part of the... I'm just like... Part of the theatrics. The podcasting, nod, nod, cast. Listen, listen to my nod. Listen to my nod. Some sweet nodding, Joe. There we go. <laughs> uh, our guest today is Joe from uh, the band Musketeer. Joe really is Musketeer, I would say. You can just call me Musk. Just call him Musk. Oh, like a musky scent. That's the one. Oh, man. Totally changes your name, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, what is your topic, Musk? I actually had to think about approaching calling you Musk. Um, topic of today is... Nick Cave. Why Nick Cave? Why not Nick Cave? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what he says well, every day. <laughs> Is that even a question? I'm sure that's what he says every day. Why not Nick Cave? Yeah, that's the answer to like your question. That's... Okay, follow-up question. <laughs> so your introduction to Nick Cave. Is why not? Is uh, like, At what <laughs> point did you uh, find yourself being brought into the world of Nick Cave? Yes, um, this, is, this is some good stories. Um, it's a sort of sequence because I knew about Nick Cave back in the old Shrek days when he played the People Ain't No Good that song yeah I don't know he's just been in the musical sphere but I never really listened to him hmm. and then one day I was in Wellington I was busking there and uh, I looked I was just walking along and I, what's the street called in Wellington the main oh it's been years this street. The street. The street. <laughs> I like yeah. the sound of that. Welcome to the street. Uh, the street, and it's got a weird fountain in the middle, and... I know the fountain, I don't know the street name. Yeah. But do continue. Um, anyway, I was there, and I looked to my left as I was walking by with all my busking gear, and there was a tall, gangly figure, and it was Nick Cave. Obviously. Oh, serious? And I was just, I was just like, oh, that's Nick Cave, cool. And I, because I, I knew that he'd be there, because I saw something about his show. Yeah. Being in Wellington. But you knew he'd be in Wellington, you didn't know he'd be on the street. Literally, I didn't, I didn't, the street. I didn't really know where he'd be. Yeah. Like, you weren't Nick thinking Cave, about where, where he would where be. Where is Nick Cave? Yeah. And you just assume that Nick Cave is not doing normal things, <laughs> like walking around a street. It's Nick Cave. Exactly. I often imagine Nick Cave in the I imagine park. him more like Batman. <laughs> like he operates solely at night. I don't know. I, I, read, I read an 
article where he's talking about the office he goes and works in each day, like he has a piano and a tie ride, all that stuff in an office that he goes to every day. And now I picture Nick Cave like in a suit and a tie at a piano in a little office. Well, no, he's Bruce Wayne during the day yeah, and Batman exactly. at night. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's a Prince of Darkness. Yes. <laughs> it all makes sure. It all makes. It all makes. It comes out. Nick Cave is Batman. Uh, so, like, did you saw him? Like, did you say hi, Nick Cave? Not, well, this is the, this is the embarrassing thing. So at that time, like I hadn't really listened to Nick Cave's music, and I wasn't really familiar. So I freaked out and say, "What's my What's your favorite song of mine?" Yeah, so I was like, "Well, I don't really have anything to say to him." Um, so you're a personality. Yeah. I'm vaguely aware. In of. some ways, though, like that's probably the easier conversation to have, like than gushing over certain songs with someone you respect. Like I, I feel that's that me. I feel that that me. leads to more embarrassing conversations. Yeah. Like our conversation with Tim Rogers. I don't actually know who Tim Rogers is. is oh, that, is that what? embarrassing? <laughs> this is over. I have the, I have the day that I came in. Okay, just like Musk used to make some sweet coffee, and I used to just like talk to him about what I was doing and what he was doing, and we'd just have a chat. And I mentioned that I was going to see Morrissey, and he was like, "Who's Morrissey?" I know who Morrissey is now. You know who Morrissey is now. Yeah. But I, I remember telling someone that, I was like, Joe, this really cool dude, he doesn't know who Morrissey is. And he made a thing that he put on Facebook. And I've always been meaning to show you, but I forgot. I often have conversations with people and they, they start talking about somebody who's obviously really well known. And I'm just like, sometimes, well, what happened just now? What just happened just... Alright, so while I'm looking um, for this photo, Pointy, would you like to explain our relationship with Tim Rogers? Well, I don't know that we have a relationship with Tim Rogers, okay, as in, so that, like, that he's aware of. Like but... I'm, no, hold on, like I'm saying, oh, like, let's talk about my relationship with alcohol. Alcohol doesn't know it has a relationship with me, but it sure does. You know, like... Okay. Uh, well, Tim Rogers is the... Um... Is uh, Grant's new barista. <laughs> well, that would be an interesting story. His name is Hamish. Um, but yeah, Tim Rogers, the lead singer uh, and lead guitarist of UMI. Ah, okay. and you know the band UMI, right? Yeah, but I don't listen to them. You'd probably like them. You yeah. freeze frame to hear the, hear the moment my heart broke. Or my brain broke. Sorry, I love Tim Rogers. Well, you know, I guess very much like Nick Cave, uh, UMI and Tim Rogers are probably one of the, I guess, seminal and iconic I really don't Australian like bands seminal, of the last, too much like you know. Well, no, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like... It's joyous. It yeah, gives it, life. It's seminal. All right, okay, <laughs> I found the thing. So I told the guy I was going to Morrissey with that this really cool guy that makes coffee didn't know who Morrissey was, and he made you that. <laughs> is this what Maynard produced? No, no, this is what Mitchell produced. It's a stick figure of me and a stick figure of Musk talking to each other. And what am I saying? Um... Oh, oh, it's just a, an arrow of me with a coffee and a backwards hat and an, an arrow to stick figure Joe saying, who's no, Morrissey? It's, it's not derp, Joe, derp. It's, it's coffee guy. <laughs> stick figure coffee guy. There's some uh, artistic license going well, on here. And what's he saying? Who's Morrissey? I say, derp, derp. derp. <laughs> and then a picture of um, oh, a guy from Futurama. Um, uh, professor. Professor. Old guy from Futurama. I'm um, saying I don't want to live on this planet anymore. I didn't really, like... I don't know if I second that, because I like Joe, but at the time I was like, how did he not know who Morrissey was? 
I think that we're going to have to share that on share that on social media now. So if you do listen to this episode by anything not social media related, so iTunes or the website, go to the Facebook page. You need to see it. Uh, That's some great marketing uh, you've done there. Well, well done. honestly, quite honestly, we could just go now to um, Coffee Guy's contribution. Dup, dup. Who is Morrissey? Um, no, sorry. Uh, that was a... We, we told you we might go off on sidetracks here. It was a related sidetrack, so it's fine. It was very related. I had completely forgotten about that. <laughs> um, but you still haven't explained it. Oh, no, you have. You did explain it. Yeah, Tim Rogers, you are mine. Pretty sweet dude. You might like him. Well, I'll go away from this uh, little podcast and listen to some Tim Rogers. We, yeah, we hope that all people who come away from our podcast find some Tim Rogers in their life. Could be a thing. Maybe that's like homework we give uh, everybody that comes on. Yeah. I it's think a requirement. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now, what were we talking about? Nick Cave. Yes. And the fact you didn't say familiar. anything to Nick Cave because it would have been awkward. So, what did you do? Well, I kept walking. We didn't get there. You just kept walking. Okay. I lo- No, we, I looked at him and I was like, I looked back down at my feet because I was just walking along. And then I was like, wait. And then I looked yeah, at him again. and then... He's putting his, like, pink sunglasses back on. I thought you meant, like, like Batman, who's just gone in a flash. <laughs> well, why? Yeah. And, um, I haven't finished my story yet. Sorry. It may get to that. I'm interrupting. Um, so, and then I looked back at him, and then we made eye contact. And I was dragging all my gear along, and I just kept walking. And then I was like, oh, that was Nick Cave. And then I turned around, and there was like this sort of bat thing just flopping. <laughs> it's like a little bat. Like with the you lie! It was one of those smoke pellets on the ground, and he just vanished. Boom. I love that we've been talking for so long, we've barely delved further than I once saw Nick Cave in Wellington. Like, hey, well, all stories start somewhere. This story is a long journey of soul-searching. I mean, it did involve New Zealand. It's very Lord of the Rings-ish. We might get somewhere by the end. There's a lot of walking Batman. in between. I'm going to believe you really did turn into a bat, so let's run with that. But Okay, so I decided to revisit some Nick Cave when I found out last night you were going to do Nick Cave. And on don't the say whole, it. I don't think I'm a huge Nick Cave fan. Why? See, I really respect him as a lyricist. I love it. But... Okay, so, Into My Arms, Ship Song, Beautiful Ballads. I love um, Abattoir Blues, Liar of the Orpheus, yeah. double album. That, That's I great love album. that album That's my 100%. Album. Oh, high five. Yeah. That's the only album I really love, and I love um, Bits and Pieces of Dig- Lazarus Dig. That was the album title, right? Yeah. 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 So, apart from that, like, a lot of the in-between stuff, I'm like, eh. But lyrically, great. But just the music, I'm like... But there's been lots of different music. It's probably hard to say the music, yeah, eh, because it's pretty massive, like, the different styles that he's done over the years. But here's the thing. He did the same thing last night. He went, I need to listen to more Nick Cave. Yeah, well, I sort of took the opposite approach. Yeah. Like, I delved back in and went, oh, it's been a while since I've listened to Nick Cave. I need to start listening to more of that. Yeah. But, um, because, yeah, I haven't, pro- haven't listened to a lot since the last... Bad Seeds record came out, um, Push the Sky Away. Yeah. That was a great record. Yeah. Like, probably better than Actually, Dig Lazarus of, Dig. I've had a couple of tracks on it. Yeah, like Mermaids, uh, Jubilee Street. Like, there was a bunch of really good stuff on, on yeah. that one. So you're a pretty consistent fan of Nick Cave. Well, like, I don't... I don't the Dig Lazarus Dig 
album I didn't really sort of get into. But it's a bit different. But I haven't uh, that uh, that particular album. Like I tried to listen to it and I stopped because I was like, oh, the music here, I'm just not into that. Yeah, like, yeah. Sort, sort of thing. But like lyrically, I didn't really um, delve into it, and that's mm. that's kind of actually the reason why. Um, I'm really internet gay because suddenly I found somebody after all these years of like sort of searching for people who are sort of doing the same thing that I kind of want to want to do not necessarily musically yeah but lyrically in the way he tells stories well I feel like that I feel like it's a good thing because I respect him really I really respect him lyrically over musically anytime and I mean you can true like you can not be into something and still massively respected like it can just not be your thing oh i massively respect nick cave and i do like some nick cave but i just can't call myself a huge nick cave fan but um i also think like getting into nick cave could also be and not actually nothing cutesy mentioned this earlier it's got to find you maybe at the right time for it to be something you really hook into yeah well weirdly enough um abattoir blues like hit me in my teenage years, early teenage years, I think, and I just went right and listened to that album religiously. I yeah. loved it, but I don't know what it was about that album musically that was allowed me to access what he was doing lyrically. I loved what he was doing lyrically, but that music was, you know, fucking fantastic. Yeah. But the rest of it was like, eh. well, I don't know. Like, um, I know that you have to write. A lot of shit before the good stuff comes out. Well, true, but the earlier stuff like is considered probably more. It's considered better, right? Like murder ballads, kind of area stuff. Like, well, I don't don't know. Like, I think the different periods have different groups of fans. Um, But when you're around that long, like because people do get into that sort of music at specific times in their life, that's probably the beauty of it. Like, there's dedicated fans in each period. Like, because yeah. there's heaps of people that are massively still into the birthday party yeah. and probably aren't that keen on some of the Bad Seed stuff, especially some of the later work. So, theoretically, like Bowie, but in reality, everyone who likes Bowie likes Joe Wall, or pretty much all of Bowie. I don't know about that. Really? Well, I think a lot of people only like specific periods of Bowie. Really? I like all Bowie. Yeah, well, Bowie's great, but, uh, yeah, I don't think... I think there's lots of people that would like the glam period Bowie, but yeah. not most of the other stuff. Okay, yeah, because so with Bowie, like, um, his uh, first album, the oh, I think it's his first album, the Spiders of Mars, yeah. Stardust, that, that's like, album. oh, wow. No, I think that was, like, the third or fourth okay. well, record, I'm yeah. not sure, I'm not, I'm not yeah. like... Because that was, like, that was his first, album. like, really Classic big breakthrough album. one. Yeah, because yeah. before that... his first big breakthrough, yeah. Because before that, he'd done, like, a... I think the first record he did was, like, mostly folk type stuff oh, yeah actually he did then, check that out yeah no, it wasn't great and then uh, <laughs> it wasn't great and I love Bowie but it wasn't great then there was like Space Oddity after that yeah so Space Oddity was just before Spiders from Mars not uh, there was Man Who Sold the one with that on it no it was Man after. Who Sold the World was after that wasn't it no it was before no. it no really I'd bet money on it okay anyway we're not here to talk Bowie but yeah totally it's like it's different sectors of the what cave is yeah 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 um, well, I remember I, I was watching some, I don't know what it was, but Nick Cave was saying, oh, I'm doing shows now, mm. and suddenly I've got all these young people who have gotten, gotten into the Push Away the Sky album, yeah. and really loved it, and he's playing to a whole new audience, and he's mm. like, 
Oh, suddenly I'm not playing to all the like people who listen to like his older songs, like the ship song. And yeah, and all that very few stuff. people can do that. And that's got to be rewarding, like yeah, surely yeah. to think that there's still relevance here, like so far on. Yeah, it's amazing, like like all this this body of work that he has. But people can time, like release. Like, oh, release albums later in their career in their 40s and 50s yeah, but and it may not really takes notice yeah. it may well yeah it takes notice for the fans already there but it won't gain you a whole new legion of yeah. fans new legion of fans might latch on to your hits but yeah. not the new albums like he's kind of I don't know Australia sees Nick Cave in a different way to it sees a lot of its other older artists I think because Nick Cave A is so fucking great in terms of lyrically and artistically but B he's sort of seems like an international artist like he's london based a lot of the time and just he doesn't seem like your classic australian artist he seems international i, I think yeah, well, just because the scope is so broad like it's not you know i guess a lot of the iconic in quotation marks australian artists are, are very of australia yeah and they make that you know almost a part of what their music is whereas that isn't really the case with with nick cave no you were going to say something? Oh, I'm just thinking about what you're saying mm. and what, whether that is true or not. I reckon, um, I reckon Australians see him differently to they would see a lot of other artists his age in Australia. Uh, so who's another artist? Like, How old do you know? Give it, he's, what, 50, 60? So what, the first birthday party stuff would have came out like late 70s, early 80s? Yeah. So to be like the around 80s, the time of yeah. like... When the hoodoos started Hoodoo around the same gurus, time, scientists. Even, yeah, but even like pushing forward to like UMI, as much as I love them to a new audience and a Triple J audience, they might not be as relevant and seen as like international and world class as Nick Cave. He just seems so elusive. Well, I think it's part of that is probably like the, I guess, the edginess of them music that it yeah. sounds foreign to a lot of people if mm. that's not what they're into mm. then like the bad seeds and birthday parties just not like a straight ahead rock band like no. if you listen to it no matter what you've listened to previously there's yeah. probably something you haven't heard before that's going to stick out but okay look at, look at like um tex and the beasts like they're not considered to the same level in terms of Despite the commercial success, I'm talking like, but in terms of the respect they get. Oh, for sure. But I think the intent of those bands was vastly different. Mm. Um, so we'll just make sure. <laughs> um, so the beast, like, the beast of Bourbon. Nope. Okay. So the cruel scene. So it's okay. no, that's right. so no 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 that's cool. So <laughs> nice uh, pat on the pat on the head. No no no. no, no, no. no you, <laughs> it's not pat on the head. It was a shoulder. You would actually. Okay. You don't need to not. Uh, if you like the birthday party and some of the early um, Nick Cave stuff and the bad seeds, like yeah. you probably like the beasts. They're probably a bit more rock, like sort of psycho Billy was kind of what it was yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I don't know that they're the same though, because I think the beasts were more about like. There was a bit of a shtick, and it was like a... It was serious, but it was like for a good time, you know, get drunk and yeah, play yeah. songs with friends. Whereas I think the Bad Seeds were a, diff a thing that, you know, Nick yeah. Cave wanted to happen. Like, we're relocating. Like, yeah. I'm going to do this. It's going to be a big artistic... Artistic intent. ...endeavor, yeah. rather than like, let's get fucking loaded and write some fucking awesome songs. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm sure there was plenty of getting loaded, but, like, there was something else there as well. 
Um, yeah, Nick Cave more is he was yeah he's trying to create. Yeah, like there was a vision, vision that he wanted to achieve. World yeah, that, and he's always writing and I don't yeah, know, and he sort of, of he sort of creates a world as well. Like he yeah. he is very identified in his music. He's very direct and personal yeah. in his music. Yeah, like some of the like some of the songs off like well that particular song off the Lie of the Orpheus album, the Lie of Orpheus, that song, mm. if the story mm. that of um, Orpheus making a liar and mm. then playing it, God gets angry, throws a hammer on the Orpheus's head, and then he goes down into hell. Um, yeah, that's really fascinating because I did the his I looked back at the history of that of the um, Greek liar of Orpheus and mm. what he went through and he's like taken that and he's just put his own like really cool spin on it and really yeah. some edgy like grungy like just feel to it yes yeah. that's, that's yeah that's I don't know I admire that that's talented oh I, I love how much you sort of the fact you looked into it as well but have you ever covered uh, Nick Cave's song? I was trying to um, cover that song, Breathless. Yeah. Because it's very acoustic. Hmm. But um, I haven't got it yet. It's I memorised all the words, and then I stopped playing it because I didn't... I don't know, there's something with the rhythm that I just didn't quite get. And I was playing around with some other songs, like one of the... What's that older song? That, um, the Mercy Seat? Mercy Seat, It's yeah. a great song. Hmm. Um... And I was playing that, and I was just like, I've, "Well, I'm not very good at covering other people's songs." Like, I yeah, I, I get that. I can't focus and really make it work. And You're more really someone hard. who wants I to sort of just want to play my express yourself and, and rather than yeah. So yeah, I dabbled in, in what um, what kind of like music and things I was playing around with because hmm. that's good. And I well, I want to know like what he and how he and some of his stuff that he does is just like oh this is either really really simple like the breathless song is just the same three chords basically over and over and it's, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't change all that he changes in the chorus is that is the melody in the in the chorus and it's like oh wow this is so it's almost like the music is a vehicle for his story and his lyrics yeah. and his thoughts yeah. and that I guess that's why I have such trouble with him because there is so much scope. I just like how you use the word trouble. <laughs> like, like no, you just have... at 1am you're waking up in a cold sweat. You're like, fuck. Just no, go. I have trouble with him in that I want to like Nick Cave. And I know there are specific songs that I really do like. And that double album I fucking love. But then I, I don't like, there's very few artists that I love certain portions of, but I can't get into other portions of. I think that's true with every artist, though. Like Nick, even Nick Cave, there's songs I don't like. Yeah, I mean, every artist, like, well, National's another uh, band I really love, hmm. and their whole the High Violet album. Yeah, I can listen to all their songs over and over and over again. And then the newer newer album is also really really good, but some of the songs on there, I'm just like, come on, guys. Hmm. Just... <laughs> <laughs> well, they're good, but it's just like I. I don't really get into it. But that's because, cause, I don't know, um, well, artists are always, like, trying to create something new and it's not necessarily going to gel with yeah. everybody and it's everybody's different, so... Well, it's always hard to... That emotional connection you're probably always going to have to your entry point 
into a certain well, that band. Was a like, point. That, like I'd been aware of him heaps before, but um, yeah, but I think that's a different scenario. Like the national scenario is like you get into one record and you love it to death, and then a new one comes out and you're like, oh, okay, I like it. It's fo- it's good, but I've still got something there <laughs> that I want to yeah, go back well, that, to. Yeah. Was it that it, was it that it was different because it was new, and but was it that it was just it just didn't connect? Maybe because the national didn't like it wasn't a huge gap between albums, right? No, and the music didn't really change yeah. very much. But yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. maybe Aaron's right in that you connect with something, and you go, "Oh, it's new." Well, that's why you connect with it in the first place. But then it's just like. I don't know, whatever happens at that period of time of your life and you're just yeah. listening to that re- relentlessly and it all makes sense. Yeah. And then you get something new and it's just, and you want it, you have more expectations that you want it to be like something. You want it last. to surpass what you yeah, had before. Yeah, it's just like, well, like, you can't expect that on something an artist to like... Yeah, yeah, I know. Happy. You don't, like, it's, it's a double-edged sword. You can't do the same thing over and over again because people just get bored with it. You can't do something different because... Yeah. People look and go, oh, that's too different. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a loose, loose situation. I guess with the exception of people like Nick Cave, <laughs> who has done different stuff and it yeah, has worked. And I'm sitting and, here. And, I'm sitting and your Bowies and whatnot. But no. Which are the exception to the rule. But no, in, in, in the sense that I'm sitting here going, oh, well, I don't like half of that stuff, but I do like half of that stuff. And you going, well, there's songs I don't like kind of thing. You know, like there's stuff that works and stuff that doesn't. Um, I think maybe what, like... Well, I think maybe it's more of a a respect hmm. um, for or a love that you have for artists as a whole, no matter what they do. Like, hmm. I have an extreme respect for Nick Cave. Like um, Alt J, like their first album, brilliant. Like, hmm. and listen to that thing all the way through. The second album, I'm just like, a couple of these songs are really good, but like, it's all kind of they're doing something different. But like. I can see what they're trying to do, and if yeah. you can see what they're trying to do and respect that, that I don't know gives an artist longevity. It's like if you know somebody's story and you know their, you know you know what they're going through. You can yeah. never truly hate them because you identify yeah. with them, you associate with them, you get it. Wow, I got deep. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I, I just think you should. And it won't make sense. I, I, I just think you should see things through to the bitter end. If you like to, <laughs> if you like the bands, if you like one of their records, just keep going. No. Well, well, actually, I do kind of do follow that to some extent. I mean, there's not a whole lot of bands that I've jumped out on halfway through. Yeah. I mean, you may not like it to the same extent, but I there's usually enough that keeps you there. To bring it to the completely shallow, while I go get a beer, have you seen the <laughs> Have you seen the Nick Cave like? kind of dolls that have come out. Oh yeah, I saw them. And yeah. the, uh, I fucking want a red right hand one. Oh, what's the one with the lights turn me on, Dave? Or what about oh, it? the light yes. switch? <laughs> it's the light switch in the middle of it. Have you seen them? No. Oh my God, I need to look them up and show you. They're amazing. If you're listening out there, you need to uh, send me one of those in the mail. Did you leave the guests alone at the table? <laughs> with the microphone, So loud. It's good to be here, guys. Um, I'm still on half, thanks. And, uh, well, I'm left to, uh, draw out a vivid narrative of the life of Nick Cave. You're such a smart ass. <laughs> it's my job. I'm an entertainer. Um, oh, seriously, like, 
I want the red right hand one, but there's like the classic Nick Cave doll and the um the ship song one that's kind of with the lighthouse pattern on him. Why can't you just have them all? I just want them all, but like, I don't have any justification to buy them. What am I gonna do with them? <laughs> just have them and look at my Nick Cave dolls. Sit them on top of your like little fireplace. Here. I do have a lot of shit here. But like the, I love my shit. I love all the shit I have here. Yeah, so that means you'll love the Nick Cave dolls. Oh, I would, I want the red right hand ones. So Red Right Hand surely has to be his biggest song. It's a good song. It's a good song. But for some reason it really hit a nerve. People are it's really like widely appealing. It's interesting because it feels like an internally classic song. Yeah, well they did play they actually played that song on Triple J. Hmm. I was in the car earlier this year, and they were, um, and they put it on. I was like, "Hey, it's Nick Cave on Triple J. That's crazy!" But they picked that song. Yeah, that song. Because hold on, I got a really fucking spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I got a flame on. You got done by the roulette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, yeah, because that's that is the song that if you don't like or know Nick Cave, that you still are aware yeah. of. You know, you know Red Right Hand. It's like the theme song to some English TV show at the moment. Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it, but I really want to see it. I've only seen the first episode. It's... Or two episodes. Any good? It's okay. Mm. <laughs> it's... Not a glowing review. <laughs> really not a glowing review. Well, I just don't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. just don't remember. But they had, like, funny hats and somebody rode a horse. Or maybe... I, I, I don't know. Are there ducks? Or somebody was playing boxing. We do have ducks on the beer. So oh, I was funny. just trying to weave that back in, that if there were ducks, you would totally be in. You're trying to weave things subtly, and I'm just like, oh, ducks. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason I asked you about covering Nick Cave yeah. songs, though, is because I was, I've been, when I was working up in Darwin, there was a place called Happy Yes, and it's a kind of an old theatre that now is a pub and club and does like heaps of shows and stuff, and if you come and play... If you're like a small indie artist that you come to play Happy Yes. Hmm. And they decided to run a Nick Cave night. And they got asked to do a couple of songs. And I was like, oh god. Um, what songs could I like theoretically do with a limited knowledge of Nick Cave and that I could play on guitar? And so of course I chose the two piano songs that I everyone knows. The Ship Song and um, Into My Arms. And learning them on guitar, and I, like, not being modest, was probably one of the best performances I've ever fucking given, those two songs. And I remember it was completely packed, and for some reason I tapped into those two songs, and just playing them, it was really good sound that night, and it was a really good crowd. And the just... Ghost of Nick Cave was... The Portuguese Nick... No, Bat Nick Cave. <laughs> Bat Nick Cave was the Bat Nick Have you ever danced with the devil? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there like a Triple J tribute to Nick Cave recently, like a couple of years ago? Yeah, I think there was. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago, like maybe three years ago Three years or ago or so, yeah. I remember yeah. the Paul Kelly one. The pair. The pair. <laughs> I remember the Paul Kelly one. Um, I paid fair attention to that. Of course I remember the Tim Rogers one. <laughs> yeah. What? Was it Tim Rogers one? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did um, From Her to Eternity. But like, not like a... Not like a, like a big opera house type night for Tim Rogers. No, no. Like he was on the... They released a like a tribute CD and like that was the track that he oh, was well, on there. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. I thought... Oh, I th oh, okay. We're on separate wavelengths here. I'm on the road that someone did a Tim, Ro Tim Rogers tribute. And you're not like... You're on the road that Tim Rogers did a tribute to 
Nick Cave. Yeah. Well, not just Tim Rogers. A whole bunch of different people did tribute to Nick I Cave. I thought somebody did a tribute to Tim Rogers. No, no, that will just be us at one point in time. <laughs> no, seriously, they really should do... Like, Triple J should really do a, a UMI tribute night like they do Nick Cave. Why don't you do a UMI tribute night on this podcast? That's each podcast. <laughs> it's <laughs> really, like pretty much in every episode we much. find a way to like, like shoehorn it in. Edit out every Tim Rogers reference in all those interviews and then stick them together. I like to make it a little challenge of mine that every episode I won't try and force a Tim Rogers U- or UMI reference. But, but, you have but, to. but like seriously, there is a way that I can find a link in everything. It's like when you're a massive Simpsons fan, you can always find like a link somewhere. It's the same sort of thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so <laughs> off the music for a second. Have you seen that the the movie Twenty Thousand Days on Earth? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I've been meaning to, and I've got it sitting there ready to watch, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, you should stick it in. Oh, have a watch. That's a good preview. Uh, I heard Kylie Minogue's in it, and she's in the backseat of a car, and he's driving around. There's memories about things, and yeah, so it's sort of like doco day in the life thing. Okay. And sort of. This, and there's this sort of artistic introspectivity, and that's where like Kylie Minogue comes in in the back of the car. Yeah, and, like Nick Cave's just sort of talking to himself about what he's done. Hmm. But yeah, it's really, it's a really, it's really interesting. I was going to say that of how I actually did get into Nick Cave, and uh, which has just happened this year, which hmm. is why I want to talk about it and hmm. bring it up again. Whoa, hold on. Because you get into Nick Cave just this year? Yeah, because... This was Wellington just this year? Cause uh, Wellington, November... Last year. Oh, December last year. Yeah. So I remember just before you went to New Zealand, mm. he's had so much history, and I yeah. love when you get into an artist and you can go, holy crap, there is so much I can delve into here. You know? it's but like that's the there. best. Like, yeah. you're right. Because it's, so cause it's like, wow, I like this album. But what? There's like 12 more There's that like, I can go oh! listen to. 18 more <laughs> albums? Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, although I guess part of it's kind of <laughs> overwhelming. It's like, where do I start from here? Oh, but, yeah, but still. But at least you know you've always got it. It's exactly. always there. It's always something new. So have you been, um, have you listened to any of the Grinderman stuff? I listened to, I've watched some live YouTube clips, which sounds very similar. Yeah. Yes, I, I have no idea because I haven't actually delved into that. Um, like, it's a part they're a bit, where I haven't got into yet. Yeah, they're a bit heavier and more sort of noisy and angular. Mm. Not that his music's not angular as it is, but it's a bit... It's more grunge than it already is. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit sort of looser, I guess. Yeah, you could say that it's maybe a little bit more tongue-in-cheek in parts oh, yeah. as well. Oh, like, yeah. um, it probably got a bit more in common with some of the birthday party stuff as well. Like, it's, Yeah, and it's not yeah. overly thought out. It's, I'd say it's more raw than something that's more... Lyrical, so they're just like more like expressing themselves rather than Nick sitting down going, Oh, what story am I going to tell today? Yeah. I think so, yeah. It's probably Who's like a little bit less cerebral. Like, yeah. who's the dude with the big beard with the bald head and the big beards? And then that Warren Ellis, Ellis? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck, man. When, when like, we saw him close home yeah, bake a couple of years ago, and it was awesome. Years ago, and talking about raw and expressive, him on stage live, especially part of Grinderman, is amazing. He just He's, he plays so expressively and he throws himself around. He's quite... Quite physical. Quite yeah. physical. It's really great. And that's what Grinerman feels like it's about, you know. 
that first Grinder Man record was pretty amazing when it came out. Like I remember mm. like getting into that a lot, mm. especially uh, No Pussy Blues. No Pussy Blues, it's an awesome right. song. You heard it? I listened to it once. It's well, good. Once, once, once again, like kind of a little more tiny but cheek. I it's, processed it. it's not taking itself as seriously. It's it's definitely a well thought out song. Oh yeah, but you know what I mean. It's but, like it's not. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like yeah. it's not um some deep. Yeah. Story or you know metaphor for something. It's like pretty. It's pretty literal. Like. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really munching into these like things. I've got addicted to this roulette. I had to stop myself. (laughs) Just can't. This is gonna. This podcast is just gonna be crunch. crunch, No, not as much as it has been in the past. Believe me. There we go. I was the minister responsible for crunch. (laughs) Oh, speaking of. Mm. Um. Speaking of crunch. It was funny that today we're doing this Nick Cave podcast because, like, probably six hours ago now, because I, when I wrote it, it was like four hours ago. Um, Are you talking about writing the letter to the, the petition? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I was like, this is perfect timing. Perfect timing. We can now talk about politics on live TV, on <laughs> so, live radio. Podcast. Obviously, it's happening in the week of um, the week of the liberal spill, Malcolm in seat, blah blah. For and all your overseas viewers, this doesn't actually mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. The dude that eats politics. onions is gone. That's all you need to know. It's just yeah, the dude with the big ears in Australia that eats onions is gone, and there is a new dude that is equally as confusing, but probably more. That moose waited in line to pee with. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's. You you can go and pee now if you're an international listener with no listener listener with no listener. <laughs> um, you can go pee now if you're an international listener with no interest in Australian politics. But when we went to see the White Album show, um, I was in line behind Malcolm Turnbull, the new Prime Minister, um, in line in front of Malcolm Turnbull, and I went in and I peed and I did my business and I came back out and I said to my wife, "Oh my god." I was in the toilet line behind Malcolm Turnbull. And she's like, he's standing right behind him now. He's standing right behind you. He just looked and heard what you had to say. And I'm like, oh, shit. But regardless of my PM story. um, Fuck. um, Not Malcolm Turnbull. Nick Cave was part of (laughs) Malcolm Turnbull isn't the new Batman. (laughs) Two people you wouldn't be Um Nick Cave was part of a group of writers that put together this letter and petition to stop or to ask the new Prime Minister to not employ this particular oath in an arts-related ministry position. Yeah, because it's just... He because, was in the arts position and he was cutting all the arts funding. Yeah, it's like this guy said, I know what arts is. Arts <laughs> is like this opera and this ballet that I go and see and that's it. You know, like it was just... Oh. Uh, you know? Yeah. So a whole bunch of very enlightened, well-spoken people, including Nick Cave, wrote a letter to this guy. Yeah. So after your sort of... Your introduction to Nick Cave... Like, where did you start when oh, you had to okay, get into it? Okay. So, so, so we're, I think by the end of the episode, we'll finish this story. <laughs> so, viewers, no, listeners, <laughs> listeners. So, the first stage was, yeah, people no good. And one of my friends said, oh, push away this guy. This is amazing. And I didn't really pay attention. And then I saw Nick Cave in the streets. And then my friend, uh, one of my really good friends, um... Says to me, she's like, she was like, what? You walk past Nick Cave? 
you walked past Nick Cave and went, what's wrong with that? And then she put on this uh, record, or whatever, and uh, she was like, this is genius, you need to listen to more of it. And so I went away and I was like, oh, and I was like, oh. I was like, oh wow, and I was, suddenly I was like, my hope was renewed in music because somebody, I'd found somebody who was, yeah, as I said before, doing something in the same long, along the same lines of what I, I was trying to do. And, uh, and, and it was great. And there, there I was sitting and listening to all these stories and getting new ideas for musical, like, melodies and arrangements to put together songs. And it was that more bluesy style and I'd been listening to lots of folk in that sort of more Mumford and Sons, Bonover style. And I was just like, ah, this is a cool new direction to take my music. So sort of all gelled and wasn't really nice. So what was that um, gateway record that your friend put on? Um, the, it was the Lyra of the... Okay. Song, yeah, the Apatow Blues. Nice. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Must have got a new project, surely. Yeah? So the last thing I put out was yeah. uh, officially as a, as a polished quirk was a song, a single last year called Sicilian Queen and that was sort of this Shakespeare vibe, full band, there's trumpet and everything in the mm. recording. And now at the start of the year before I went to Europe I uh, recorded another song um, which is titled Fleece and it's all about, it's a metaphor, it's a metaphor for life okay. and it's out on September the 30th. That's awesome. Which is fast approaching. Where can people find it? Uh, so you can... We can go straight to my website, which is musketeermusic.com. And we'll obviously be there. But if you just search Musketeer Music Fleece on Google on the 30th, uh, it'll just be everywhere on iTunes, Spotify. If you come to a show, I'll give it to you for free. And... You're playing shows around the place? Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm, gonna, I'm playing one in Melbourne on the 7th of October and then there'll be a couple of secret house shows sometime around the place and I haven't arranged a Sydney date yet but hopefully I'll get that if not don't really like Sydney anyway <laughs> check the website it will that's be. a good promotional thing <laughs> and then in Newcastle on the 30th of October I have a I think I have a band show at least you got that one down at the last at the last 30th of October so yeah musketeer musk musky musk Musky Musk at musketeer.com. No, no, but yeah. Yeah, what's the website? It's musketeermusic.com. Musketeermusic.com. I feel, I felt like you just like saying musk, don't you? Do Everybody like likes saying musk. musk. It's, it's. Tell me other people like saying musk. I think there's just list, listeners email in. You should start a poll. Musketeermusic.com. That's it. Go there, listen to some tunes. That is a very long story short way to put it. That's good. Yes. Um, people can find us on iTunes, people can find us on Podbean and all the places, but where can people find all the stuff, Pointy? Oh, I believe splittingcases.com has all that bullshit. Yeah. You believe it does. You've even got posters. We do. It's it's a thing. It's a thing. But what would be lovely is if you enjoyed this, uh, please hit us up on iTunes and leave us a lovely review. That would be fantastic. I want to do that. Also, when the new Musketeer single comes out, return the favor. Reviews are good. Stars are good. Yeah, share me. 
tell your friends. You, know. you could be the next Batman. <laughs> Maybe I am. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> no, the world's pretending to be a guy. Sleep. Hey.